Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 226, which we're recording on Thursday, August 27th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And normally I would complain because it's almost the end of another month, but you know what? <laughs> this year, the faster it's over, the happier <laughs> I will be. And also considering all of the things going on in the world, I don't want to complain about a thing. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid too, but I actually do. I saved this story until we were recording. I had to ask Charlene to wait a few minutes because our neighbor was knocking on the door. He's a little bit on the paranoid side and he has cameras that film our street. And it's kind of cool because sometimes he catches some really cool wildlife. He has caught mountain lions right in our street in my driveway, yeah. literally. But last night's filming wasn't so great. Oh. There's someone casing our neighborhood. Oh. They stopped and they pointed their flashlight at Josie's car. Josie drives the Prius. And if you drive a Prius in the United States, you need to be aware that they are stealing catalytic converters off of Priuses. So now Mike's trying to figure out how to keep her catalytic converter safe and just crazy. Yeah. This year is crazy. Yeah, it is. It okay, is. so what are you wearing? <laughs> well, I did have an opportunity to wear my Look Squirrel sweater this weekend. Yay! I attended an outdoor, socially distanced lunch for 13. <laughs> and it was a special lunch for a promotion of a friend. And it was the first real social outing for all of us in attendance since March. So it wow. was a pretty big deal. And I loved wearing the sweater. It was very comfortable. I thought it was a really good style for me. If you'll recall, the Look Squirrel sweater is what I call a three-button sweater because it's a, it's not quite cropped, but it's a short little sweater that has three buttons, three button, well, mine doesn't have three buttons, but they often have three button closures at the top, and then the rest of the sweater hangs open. And this sweater, designed by Casapinka in particular, is a circular yoke, and it's got a lace patterned yoke, and let's see, bracelet length sleeves, I made mine in a really dark gray that is tonal, so it's almost black in some areas, and I can wear it with just about anything because of the dark gray color. And it turned out to be perfect because it was, we were right on the coast, right on the overlooking the beach area, and it was... I want to say it was about 70 degrees. It was pretty perfect. The only thing marring the event, of course, was the presence of the smoke from the CZU lightning fires, but it wasn't, didn't happen to be that bad that day where we were because we were up north a bit. So, but that's Look Squirrel by Casapinka. And you looked so cute. Charlene sent me a picture of herself in her outfit that day, and it's really a flattering sweater for you. Thank you. I really Very like cute. it. How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Well, Charlene's going to recognize this because she and I FaceTimed yesterday, <laughs> and I'm wearing the same exact thing. 
I am wearing my UC Berkeley sweatshirt because Max started school yesterday, started his classes, and I've just been the proud Berkeley mom <laughs> wearing my navy blue with yellow sweatshirt, and I'm super proud of him. And his first day went well with distance learning, so sitting in front of his computer taking classes. Oh, I yeah. forgot that. I forget about it. When you say first day of school, you know, there's this picture in your head, and I kind of momentarily forgot about the whole distance learning thing. <laughs> yep. It's a strange world right now. But it is. He's, he enjoyed his first day of classes, and that's just great. You know, our local junior college, all classes got pushed out to the 31st. Yeah. They were supposed to start yesterday as well. Yeah. Well, it's inevitable because probably half the faculty and half the students have been evacuated Evacu yeah, because exactly. the evacuation area here is just so large. Yeah, same with all of the Santa Cruz city schools and stuff were pushed yes. out until the 31st yeah. as well. Yeah. All right, so what have you been stocking? Well, I've actually got a couple of sweaters to talk about this time. The first one is, it is a sweater. It's kind of a shrug. It's The design is based on a shrug, that two rectangle kind of design for a shrug that you often see where it's knit side to side for the sleeves, and then you fold it over, seam it, and then on one end of the rectangles, you continue down for the body. Now, I haven't seen the pattern for this one, but it does say that it's based on the two rectangle shrug. So I assume that it's something very similar to that design. This one is called the Mood Cardigan. I think I texted this one to you, Gail. It's designed by Jeanette Sloan, and it is patterned all over. I guess you would call it a lace pattern. The sample is knit in two light fingering yarns held together to equal a fingering. So it's actually probably more like two lace strands yeah, to equal light fingering. Yeah. yeah, to equal a fingering because in the comments, somebody had asked about the Neighborhood Fiber Company rustic fingering, which is a single ply fingering and happens to be one of my favorite yarns to work with. And somebody asked about that because that is listed as one of the recommended yarns. And the designer does say that if you use rustic fingering, you only need to use one strand of it. So it is a true fingering sweater. So the light, what she calls light fingering, is probably more of what I would think of as a lace white yarn. But the mood cardigan, let's see, I said that it's got the all over patterning, and then it's got ribbing on the bottom, and it looks like it's got some ribbing around the neckline too, and it kind of hangs open and bunches in the back, and it's based on that two rectangle design. It's one of those sweaters too that you can, I don't know if they have it shown that way, but it's one of those sweaters that you can wear both ways. You can turn it basically upside down and wear it for a slightly different look. 
Oh, here we go. The bottom picture shows the ribbing that goes, actually, it goes all the way up the front, across the back, and down the front. And it's interesting because it is that two rectangle design. When they lay it out flat, the ribbing is knit kind of in a square. <laughs> it lays flat in a square. So pretty basic. I think it would be a nice one. I, I actually really like this. I can't, I didn't think I liked it at first, and I kept going back, looking at it, looking at it, thinking, oh, I could see myself wearing that. <laughs> it is really cute and casual looking. It yeah. would fit into Santa Cruz really well. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, rustic fingering happens to be one of my favorite yarns to work with, and I can always use another sweater in that weight. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Mood Cardigan by Jeanette Sloan. The second thing I have been looking at and stocking is not a new pattern. This is a pattern from July 2017. And I came across this one because I have been looking for patterns with light fingering or lace weight, just because I've been in the mood to knit lighter garments. And this one calls for a light fingering yarn. It is called Summer Fairy, and it's designed by Ririko. And you and I have stocked several of her sweaters before. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this one is from July 2017, so it's not new. It is a short sleeve cardigan. Almost, you could call it a vest, really, because it's cap sleeves. So there really isn't a longer sleeve. I think once you knit the body, all you do is put a ribbing on the edge of the sleeve. So it's, it's, it's a cap sleeve and it's knit in two lengths. And the length that I really like is the longer length. It's a tunic length. And you and I both knit a long vest many, many years ago. Sweater and it, babe. Yes. And it was made out of a much heavier yarn than this. And I really wore mine a lot. I I liked that garment, but it really was too heavy for me. I could mm -hmm. only wear it certain times, obviously certain times of the year. This one would be a layering piece that I could wear all year round or something that I could just throw over t-shirts on a day like today, actually, in the middle of summer when it just happens to be a little cooler. Smoky, but cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. That's in my favorites, too. Is it? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I I think it's cute. I Like I said, I like the longer tunic length, but there is the photographs she has of the shorter length show her wearing a tunic t-shirt under it, and that looks really cute, too. <laughs> it's just that layering. I like that layering look. So that is called Summer Fairy by Ririko. And then the third thing I am stocking is a blanket. I'm going to click and bring up the pattern. It is a crochet blanket called Spin Me Round. 
and it is a free pattern available. As far as I can see, it is only available on Ravelry. I'm not sure if it's also available on the designer's website. If it is, I'll put a link to it as well on the designer's website in the show notes. The designer's name is Catherine Bly. And this one is also not a new blanket. It's The pattern is from April 2018. And I don't know how I found this one. Just It's just a circular blanket. Perhaps I was drawn to it because the colors are cream and purple and gray. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when I opened the picture, I was like, oh, no, what does she like? <laughs> yeah. And like I said, circular blanket, It the increases are done in such a way so that between stitches you insert a chain or two to make the blanket lie flat because it's knit in the round. You start from the center, and so you need to obviously increase stitches as you go around so that it lies flat instead of curling up into a ball. And the increases are placed in such a way that they swirl, and it's very cool. (laughs) It is pretty. Very, very cool. And I think this one would be fun to knit. I'm not sure what kind of yarn I would use. The yarn that they use is a color-changing yarn called Batik Swirl. Actually, it's called Style Craft Batik Swirl by Style Craft, and I have have never heard of Style Craft, the yarn company, so I do not know anything about it, even if it is still available as a yarn to purchase, but it is very, it makes a very cool blanket. <laughs> really pretty. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Do you, do you think that it would look as cool in a solid color? Mm, I would like probably. it in a solid, yeah, I would still yeah. like it in a solid color. I would like it even color blocked. Color blocked might be interesting too. Mm-hmm. I just like it. It looks like a fun blanket to make. It would be fun with leftovers, too, I think. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Another fingering weight leftover idea, perhaps. (laughs) Okay, that is called Spin Me Round by Catherine Bly. What are you stocking, Gail? I have not been stocking much because, as I've been saying... It feels like every podcast recently, I'm working on a product launch for work, so I've been super, super busy, and that's a really good thing right now. I'm very grateful for that, not just my job, but the fact that we're really busy right now. So only two things. One is a specific thing, and one is a category. So Gracious by Espace Tricot is a beautiful pullover sweater that, when I looked at it, one of our friends, Kelly Jomo, she finished one. And I looked at it and thought, oh, that's the super simple summer sweater. Mm -hmm. But when I went over to her project page, she had used fingering. And I thought she must have held fingering doubled. But she did not because it wasn't the super simple summer sweater. It was Gracious by Espace Tricot. So it's a circular yoke, top-down sweater, and it's knit in fingering weight. And the pattern is A-line. And it's written for stripes, but of course you wouldn't have to stripe it. Some people have done solids, some people have done fades. And fingering weight 
I have wanted to knit a sweater like the super simple summer sweater in a fade in, because I have oh, yes. those three skeins of yarn from Sugar Plum Circus that are like the perfect fade. But I knew if I tried to do the super simple summer sweater, I wouldn't have enough because I'd have to hold the yarn doubled. But now I think I can knit exactly what I want with the pattern that is free. So gracious by Espace Tricot. I have seen just that. my style. I just brought it up. And I have seen that. Very cute. I see the similarities. You know, I have seen it before. And I don't know. I think I just kind of, I was thinking like you, super simple summer sweater. Mm -hmm. Because they're very, very similar. Yep. Oh, that's really cute. Isn't it cute? Yeah. And a free pattern. I would like to make that one too. (laughs) And I would guess, I haven't seen the pattern yet, but. I would guess, given my knitting knowledge, that it's a very easy sweater to knit. So first-time sweater knitters, I think this would probably be a really easy one. Very easy is about my speed right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the category I'm stalking, I'm still looking for sweaters for my granddaughter, Olivia, who is a 4T She is 19 months old and a 4T. The child is huge. And I want to knit her a sweater to match the one I'm knitting for my daughter, Alex. And the things that I'm looking for are two to three colors. I don't even care what what type of construction it is, whether it's raglan, circular yoke, saddle saddle, shoulder. I don't really care as long as I can kind of make it match. And ideally, it would have a skirt. So it would be knit to a certain point, probably empire waist-ish, and then have a skirt from there. So I still haven't found the perfect sweater. I've been looking when I can, and I have a couple possible contenders, but nothing that just screams, yes, knit me, Mm -hmm. and nothing that I think is going to really match. We're not going for matchy-matchy because I'll (laughs) use the same yarn colors from Alex's as I do in Olivia's. But I still want something that's kind of similar. And if anyone has any ideas, please let me know because I'm still searching for that. And I'd like to get it done, get the sweater knit during the fall season still so that she can wear it. So there's not an urgency, I wouldn't say, but, you know, I'd like to get it done. Yeah, So of course. If anyone has ideas, please let me know. And for DK weight yarn. And I can adapt that, you know, if the pattern isn't specifically for DK, I can do my own gauge math, but... That's the ideal thing I'm looking for. So there you go. Not much stocking for me. What have you been knitting? Well, you kind of started the intro to my knitting. Oh, by how nice t- of me. <laughs> it was. It was perfect intro. <laughs> Just by talking about how you haven't really been able to find what you want. And I have been feeling that too. And I think it's probably for me, and perhaps for you too, it's some kind of weird byproduct of the year and the summer and the pandemic and everything else that's been going on. I want to knit something that's uncomplicated, that's comforting. I don't want to say easy because it doesn't necessarily have to be easy, but it has to be comfort knitting. You know how 
And perhaps when you crave a special comfort food, if you really want it, you're going to go through the trouble of whatever it takes to make it if if you really want that comfort food and it's really going to make you feel better. Well, that's kind of where I am with my knitting right now. I am still kind of figuring out what it is that I want to knit. And I don't mind it being a little complicated, but I want something that's simple enough to take my mind off of several of the problems in the Mm -hmm. world right now. (laughs) Something that will just make my mind and my fingers work easily. And, you know, you brought up that gracious sweater and I'm, I pulled it up on my computer and as I sit here, I'm still looking at it and I have... Maybe I found something for you. You may have. Checks all the boxes. Because I had pulled yes. out, <laughs> I had pulled out all of my single skeins several times in the past couple of weeks because I have been trying to put together, you know this, I've been trying to put together colors for Stephen West's Parallel Lamb. And I haven't come upon the perfect combination yet because you have to have seven skeins. So I haven't found that combination yet, but four isn't so hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You can do that. I can do that. You could probably do it in three because you would be knitting a smaller size. So you could probably do it in three. Yes, perhaps, perhaps. It depends where the color changes would take place, I think. Oh, yes. You don't want it in that super attractive nipple line right Right. (laughs) so i'd have to uh, figure that out but yeah you may have helped my stocking problem gail thank you (laughs) i'm happy to help so the real question was (laughs) what are you knitting what am i knitting i have two things on the needles right now only two and they're both Fairly simple knitting. One of them I talked about last episode. It is the Julie's Wrap Pattern by Hohi Locatelli. I have been working on the center rectangle that is knit all in garter stitch. Really, folks, couldn't be easier. You cast on, I can't remember how many stitches, X number of stitches, and you knit for X number of inches. (laughs) Excellent. And there's supposed to be a specific ridge count in there. I'm sure mine will be off. So somehow I'll have to do a little bit of figuring to, or maybe not. I don't know how the pattern is written. It may just be you do this when you get to the corner, which would be fine. So I'll work that out. But right now, let's see, last night I measured it and I think I had about six more inches to go for that center rectangle. And then you pick up stitches on the other three sides. Although what I did when I cast on, I did a provisional cast on. So I won't have to pick up stitches on my cast on. I'll just, I already have live stitches there waiting for me. So pick up stitches on two sides, knit across all four sides, and then start the ruffle. It's obviously going to be a gigantic ruffle. And I 
I thrill right now at the thought of knitting a gigantic ruffle because that sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) So that is Julie's Wrap by Hohi Logatelli. Oh, and I should say that I'm using a wonderful lace weight yarn. I can't remember the dyer. It's a dyer that's not in business anymore. It's that Sparkle Duck. Sparkle Duck. Thank you. Very unusual name. That's why I think I remember it. And then the second thing I am knitting is called Mira's Cowl, and it is a free pattern from Ba Yarn, free pattern on Ravelry. It may be on the Ba Yarn website as well. If it is, I will put a link in our show notes to that to accompany the Ravelry link. And this one is simple knit in the round. It's a knit pearl pattern after you have the initial knit pearl pattern established on your first row. You can just copy that first row. You don't need a pattern. You just knit in the round and go. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, that one also couldn't be easier right now. And just briefly, I'm going to mention that I am knitting that in the new rustic fingering from Neighborhood Fiber Company. Gail and I both have a skein of their new base, which is a non-superwash base. And we'll be talking about it more in a future episode. But for now, it is knitting up really nice and squishy, and I like it very much. Yay! (laughs) And it was fun because when they contacted us to see if we would like to try it and talk about it on the podcast, I said yes, because Gail and I are both fans of their yarn. I did not say anything about colors. They didn't ask. And when the yarn got here, I opened up the package and there was a skein of purple and a skein of pink. (laughs) (laughs) Karita knows us. (laughs) Yes. So it's we love Karita. Yes. It's nice when your fiber friends know what you like. <laughs> so thank so you, Karita. Thank and you, we will be talking more about this this specific yarn in a future episode. And I just wanted to mention that Neighborhood Fiber Company has really cool voting t-shirts as oh, well. Yeah. I don't know. You've seen them, Gail. I mm-hmm. don't know if anybody out there has seen them, but all it is, is it just says vote, 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 vote doesn't even say, I don't think it says Neighborhood Fiber Company on it, does it? I don't know. So I don't even know if the t-shirt says Neighborhood Fiber Company on it. I think voting is the message, but the O is a ball of yarn. So it's very cool. (laughs) It is cool. So it is fiber related. So and and shirts are always excellent. I love the quality and the fabric. Love the quality. Yeah. Yeah. They're always very good. So it's just a reminder to get out there, folks, and vote. And if you can vote early, vote early. If you are able to vote by mail, also vote early. Yeah, and one of the things that you can do, a lot of folks are nervous about mailing in their ballots, but if you are either near a polling place or near a drop-off location, you can always drop off your ballot. I have I have always been nervous about mailing in my ballot, and I, for years, I've voted by mail. Probably 20 years I have voted by mail. I, I just... 
for me, that's just the way I've always voted. Yeah. And I usually drop mine off at the county building where they collect it. I usually don't actually mail it. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I always mail mine. I think I've only been to a polling place four or five times in my life because I've always done it absentee. We even did absentee ballots from France when we were there. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was the Obama election year, and we were going to vote. So how, short question, how did they, do you The government didn't. My mom sent them to us. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was was in our mail. Oh, okay. Okay. And we sent them back to her. So So you voted for where your house was, the area where you, our voting district. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. It's like, how do they determine? But yeah, the government, yeah, they didn't know that. Got it. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, and I said I was going to tell, tell a short voting voting story because I just wanted to mention that I have these incredible memories of being a kid in San Francisco and going with my mom to the polling place. And in our neighborhood, the polling place was usually a neighbor's garage. It was, yeah, it was someone who had just donated the space. I think because when you're in the city, it's just so dense with people that perhaps there aren't enough larger places. So mm-hmm. at least at the time, there were polling places every few blocks. Wow. And they were often just in somebody's garage. And I remember just being wide-eyed walking into people's garages because they would have the little voting machines set up. And at the time, they were the mechanical voting machines with the little levers and mm-hmm. my mom would never let me go into the voting booth with her. I always had to wait outside. So, well, not outside. I, I could come into the polling place, of course. But I just thought viewing into the actual polling booth was just, I, I was awestruck as a kid to see when the curtain pulled back and there were all these little levers in place. And I just thought voting was a magical experience and I could not wait to vote when I was older. <laughs> I remember that feeling with your parents, like it's the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Behind that. Yeah, yes. I remember that feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And of course, by the time I voted, voting was very, very different. And I don't think I was ever able to vote on one of those old style mechanical machines where you pull the levers. I think the first thing I remember is punching out holes in paper of the That's hanging chads too. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yes. That's what I remember. <laughs> so I remember that one. Yeah. So anyway, that's my voting story. <laughs> <laughs> what are you knitting, Gail? Well, I'm kind of a one-trick pony for this whole episode. (laughs) I am going to go visit my daughter, Alex, in Spokane a week from today. I'm going for the Labor Day weekend, a long holiday. And I am determined to have La Scarabe Blue sweater finished for her when I leave. Good for you. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm on track to do it. Yay. So last night I did finish the I-cord bind off that goes around the entire edge of the sweater. And I just picked up and started a sleeve before we started podcasting. So 
I will be cranking out sleeves as fast as I can. And it was funny. I told Alex last night, she keeps asking me, you know, how, how's it going? How's it going? And I told her, I said, I'm almost done with your collar. And she said, so then you just have sleeves to go, right? And I said, exactly. And she said, oh, well, then you'll be done in a day. And I said, oh, honey, <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to give her a little lesson in, in the facts about sleeves in and how they last a long time. sleevage, yes. Yeah. She now knows what Sleeve Island is. And she asked me this morning, how's Sleeve Island going? <laughs> it was pretty funny. So yes, La Scarabe Blue has been the sole focus of all of my knitting since we last podcasted. Okay. So, yep. It's going to get done. All right. We would like to thank our sponsor for August, Lolo Body Care. Attention fiber artisans. Are you looking for ways that you can personally help the planet while working your craft? The Lolo Body Care Eco Bag is perfect for single craft projects. Made from 100% organic cotton and fair trade certified, the Eco Bag is respectful to both people and the planet. The main benefit of organic cotton is that it's not treated with pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, or GMOs. These toxins are harmful to farmers and workers, consumers, and entire ecosystems. Lolo is passionate about the planet, so they've partnered with a great organization, One Tree Planted. Every time the Lolo Eco Bag is purchased, one tree gets planted. Learn more at lolobodycare.com. Thank you very much, Kismet. Thank you. We appreciate Lolo. Absolutely. We lolo. We lolo our hands. We lolo our feet. We lolo our elbows. <laughs> I, our cuticles. I, I our lolo lips. my face. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we really do. We're not kidding. Yeah. All right. Have you finished anything since the last episode? No. And neither have I. There we go. I think this is the first episode in our history that neither of us has a finished object. Yeah. We were kind of bemoaning that before we started. Mm hmm recording that it has been a difficult week here very difficult. difficult almost two weeks now isn't it like a week and a half a time is like all messed up for me the, because the big evacuation was last week wednesday yeah, tuesday and wednesday yeah. so let's back it up and yeah. tell people who may not know there have been enormous fires throughout the state of california over the last almost 10 days. And there is a huge fire that has been creeping up on Santa Cruz. And a lot of people in Santa Cruz County have been evacuated and San Mateo County. It border, it crosses the border between our two counties in the, is it a state park? Big Basin State Park. There's a couple of state parks involved. Involved, yeah. Into Big Basin, Henry Cowell, Butano. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if it crossed over into Wilder Ranch. It may have. I don't, th I think they stopped did it there. Because I, I was wondering sure. if it touched the top of Wilder Ranch and then up the coast, up around Positiempo. I think there may have been some areas, some state beaches that were hit because on Highway 1 is our coast highway that runs along the coast of California. And the as the fire came down the mountain, there were places where they let it burn right to the to beach. The ocean. I yeah. saw some video of the fire 
burning right to the beach. I, if any of you have ever been to the coast beaches in California, there's brush and a lot of times that succulent ice plant that grows on the edges and they just let it go all the way to the beach and extinguish that way. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, they were started by lightning. We had an unusual lightning storm that triggered a lot of these fires and ours specifically was triggered by several lightning strikes. So there was fire in several yes. regions. In fact, the fires are being called, they have unusual names. They're being called by the call letter abbreviation of the agency that's fighting it. So our local agency call letters are CZU and somehow that's Santa Cruz and San Mateo County Cal Fire District. And so for us, it's the CZU Lightning Complex Fire. And then all the other fires in California that were started by this dry lightning storm. And by that, there was very little rain. It was so they call it a dry lightning storm. And so the other fires that were started by this lightning storm have start with the call letters of the Cal Fire Agency that's fighting it. And then it's also called Lightning Complex. So it's a little confusing because there's all these fires mm. all over the state called Lightning Complex. <laughs> yeah. And they they don't have the, the area names in them, like you right. said, just these call letters. Yeah. So you can't identify where it is by yeah. the name of it. But Charlene and I both have very dear friends who have been evacuated and are living in strange places right now, including <laughs> my friend Melissa, who we drove up and evacuated her a week ago yesterday. She's okay. Her land is okay. But it's still very traumatic. And it's just affecting so many people. So many people. I have. Yeah. There have been fires, of course, in this area before, but no since I've been living here, I have never seen, well, there has not been since I've been living here, an evacuation this large. The The yeah. geographic area is huge. It's huge. Yes. And I think, of yeah. course, that they're trying to be proactive and safe and in case the fire turns. And during the worst days of the fire, when there was no containment, and no air support possible because the smoke was so thick. They were even warning residents of the city to be prepared just in case yeah. the fire turned and burned down into Santa Cruz proper, which was scary. Yep. Very, very scary, very scary. Because a couple years ago, there was a big fire that burned in the Sonoma Santa Rosa area and a big neighborhood burned there which yeah. is was very similar to the type of area that our city is yeah we have a lot of forest land yeah. a lot it's beautiful here we're very spoiled and that area has not been visited by mother nature in the form of fire in a very very long time so it's part of what happens in forests. It's a natural part of things, but it makes it very difficult for the humans. Right. And one thing Charlene and I and everyone in the state of California and beyond, the smoke has gone well beyond California, are dealing with the smoke from it. And it's 
it sucks. I mean, I don't want to complain because I've been very fortunate. My house is not right. in we're danger. I'm, in I'm a quarter mile from the evacuation area, yes, but we're... luckily the fire is not that close right. to us. We're very close. We're very, very close. And it's only a few miles away, but it's a very different terrain yeah. once it gets into town. So we've been lucky, but there's... We decided when we were talking about it earlier that it's there's grief involved in this for a whole community. It, our whole community is grieving right now, and it's hard to talk about because mm. you see these people that there are people. Well, for for example, my neighborhood right now looks so different because so many people have guests right now there are twice as many cars in the neighborhood we have so many rv type vehicles that people have driven down a lot of people up in the mountains do have big vehicles and they they're they've been driven down out of the evacuation area i've seen people driving down recreational type boats and and they're parked in my neighborhood there are cars with notes all over that say that say please do not tow or ticket i've evacuated um, and my cars i you know i've parked my car here um lots of lots of different people walking through my neighborhood walking dogs <laughs> yeah yeah so the whole city is taking this in and there's a there's grief involved a, a collective grief and a grief for friends that have lost their housing and fear for other friends who are waiting for news about whether they and... have lost it and it's just the the number of people that i know that have been displaced and are waiting to hear news. It's 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 a high number. It's a lot of people. So it's, a lot it's of hard. People, yeah. It's really it's hard. It's pretty sucko. And then you have COVID. So yes. The evacuation areas they can't accommodate as many people as they normally would. So that's an issue. And we, Melissa and I, actually were able to go out for a walk a couple of days ago. It was very good to actually hang out with her in a more relaxing way. The smoke. Being next to the ocean is actually very lucky because if the breeze and the wind shift, it blows the smoke out. So we were able to get outdoors for a couple of days. And Melissa and I were talking and she said, you know, I'm going to see a zombie walking down the street tomorrow and go, <laughs> oh, look, it's a zombie. It must be 2020. I mean, yeah. or an alien is going to land in my front yard. And I'm going right. to be like, oh, great. Look, now we have aliens. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I nothing will surprise me at this point and I hope there are no more tragedies and I'm done with the tragedies yes yeah and I know a lot of people are there the hurricanes that are hitting Texas and Louisiana right now and and all the social unrest the yeah the Black Lives Matter is so important and all Mm -hmm. these things are going on at the same time and everybody is fighting for media time and so many of these issues really need attention and it's very difficult right now (laughs) 
I feel for all of you who are experiencing things that suck right now because there's a lot going on in the world and be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Remember, you just don't know what someone's going through, whether it's on the phone, you're talking to someone like my husband the other day was like, they were rude to me. I'm like, Hey, you don't know what's going on in their world. Yes, you know, uh, that give them is a break. So true. <laughs> give everyone a break right now. <laughs> that is so true. Yep, you just don't know. But we're still knitting. We're going to keep knitting and process everything the best way we can. And we hope that all of you are as well. We do still have the colors of fall knit along happening. So there are a lot of really cool finished outfits popping up in the thread. Go check it out. And our Saturday Zoom is still happening. So smoke or no smoke, we're going to be <laughs> on that Zoom call. And hopefully either you or Robbie will be taking over for the weekend. I'm in Spokane. Oh, okay. Yeah. But other than that, we're going, I'm anticipating through the end of the year on this, on the Zoom calls. And they're really, really fun, you guys. I have We've had, had such a good time getting to know listeners and i so look forward to seeing our regulars every week yeah every saturday it's like it's i get all excited i'm looking forward to it because i never leave the house so at least i get to see people some way but i was going to mention we do have this really solid group of regulars but we also have people who drop in Mm -hmm. and i hope you all come back again because it's super fun to talk to people who haven't been on the call before find out what you're knitting where you're from it's just, it's really, really fun. It's a good like hour to two hours and you can pop in and pop out. You don't have to stay the whole time. You don't have to be there exactly at one when we start. It's completely casual. So, you know, pop in, say hi, show us what you're knitting and it's great. And we've seen really people from all over the world, which is very cool. Literally, <laughs> yeah, literally all over the world. It's very, we very cool. So far, we haven't seen too many people from the Southern Hemisphere. I suspect that the time difference is a little too hard to manage. Mm. It's like New Zealand and Australia and not even too many from South America, I don't think. But Northern Hemisphere, we have some really good representation, especially Canada. We've got a lot of Canadians, (laughs) which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. We hope you join us and we hope you're well. Stay healthy, stay safe and happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. And I just wanted to add... I had mentioned earlier that I will put alternative links in our show notes because there have been discussions about the new look for Ravelry not being safe for everyone. So if Ravelry is safe for you, then please continue to use our links. I do have them labeled that they do go to Ravelry, but if Ravelry is not safe for you, we will try to use alternative links. Absolutely. Happy knitting, everyone. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.